Good afternoon to you. So glad to have you in here for Access Health Radio this week. I'm Brandon Dixon, along with the president and founder of Access Healthcare in Apex, Dr. Brian Forrest. And of course, on the show, we cover various health topics and help you to be a better informed health consumer. This week, we're focusing in on medical tests you might not need. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about how there may be medical tests that are unnecessary, and in some cases even harmful, on Access Health Radio. We wouldn't be able to do this without the companies that support our program, which we'd like to acknowledge now. Thanks this week to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They uh, provide mail-order generic medications directly to your home, including free shipping at costs that are often much lower than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. Of course, this is an interactive show, and Dr. Forrest, if people have questions for the show or looking for more information after the show about, or to find more information about your practice, where can they find it? Well, if listeners want to send general, non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also like our page on Facebook at Access Health, or they can send email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com with their contact information. If they want information specifically about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, then they can go to ACC Health. Dot com. Again, that's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And after the show, they'll also be able to listen to an on-demand podcast of this program at WPTF.com, and we will provide links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. So, Dr. Forst, most people assume that if a medical professional recommends or orders a medical procedure or test, that it is absolutely necessary. Is that true? Well, we live in a world with all sorts of advanced technology and lab testing available for diagnosis and treatment of medical conditions. However, sometimes these tests are not needed, and in some cases they can even be more harmful than beneficial. Unfortunately, many tests that are very expensive create a profit incentive that may actually outweigh their medical benefit. With many hospitals and healthcare facilities struggling to stay open, more testing means more money to help stay in business. So in some cases, you know, the profit motive can outweigh the necessity of the test. The second issue is that much testing is done due to our litigious society. Healthcare providers are just concerned about missing something. Even if, if from their clinical training, their, their in-office tests, their physical exam, they're almost certain there's a problem doesn't exist, they're more likely to do extensive testing even when it is unlikely to find anything significant just because they're worried about you know, lawsuits and those type things. Lastly, tests are often repeated much more often than necessary. For example, I've had patients and family members get a CT scan with each admission to the hospital, even if they had had the same scan within the last couple of weeks. And sometimes this is due to liability issues, but it can also be caused because one facility may not have access to another's test results. If you had a scan at one hospital a week ago and you end up at a different hospital a week later, they might actually repeat the scan just because they have no way to see the results from the, from the other hospital. So what are some examples of tests and procedures that might be done too often and in some cases be unnecessary or even harmful? Well, Brandon, there's, there's quite a few uh, that are done excessively. Um, you know, the first one I'm going to mention are, is cardiac exercise stress testing. 
Um, you know, some people just assume at a certain age that they need to get that, that quote-unquote famous stress test. And the truth is, it's not been shown to have any benefits in people who haven't had symptoms. So you don't just need a stress test to check anything out. If you're not having symptoms, not having chest pain and that kind of thing, it's really not a useful test. And another common one that people get uh, very often are x-rays or imaging like CT scans or MRIs uh, just when they have low back pain. You know, low back pain is very common, and usually low back pain with conservative treatment will resolve within six weeks. But often patients are really concerned that something really bad's going on, like a tumor in their spine or that they've broken something. Uh, and they, they often will say, you know, well, do I need an X-ray and MRI? And it's been shown by lots of studies that really in the first six weeks of low back pain, uh, X-rays and CT scans and that type thing are totally unnecessary. And they can actually be harmful due to all the radiation you get. Um, another example are chest x-rays before surgery. A lot of times uh, hospitals want to do a chest x-ray before surgery and there's not any other reason. And that's been shown not really to be beneficial. Again, remember, there's a lot of radiation with some of these scans. You know, a CT scan has roughly 10,000 times more radiation than a dental x-ray. And we know that radiation is one of the common causes for cancer. So you don't want to get scans and radiation that you can avoid. Um, some people do CT scans to screen for lung cancer, and what we found is that's totally unnecessary unless it's someone who's smoked for over 30 years and is sort of between the ages of 55 and 80. Um, another one is some people will get a CT scan and they'll get it with contrast and without contrast. And it's been found that only about one out of 20 CT scans need that, needs that contrast and sort of that double scan. So you want to avoid that when you can. Um, often if people have headaches, they think, hey, I need a scan of my head to see if there's a, a tumor there. The truth is, unless there's fever vomiting or seizures with sudden and severe pain, usually a physical exam by your physician can show you uh, whether you need a, to have a CT scan or not. Uh, one of the other ones is cardiac catheterizations. Um, those have been shown in some cases to be in as much as 75% of those that are done being unnecessary. Um, some people, if their kids bump their head, they fall on the playground, they'll say, well, you know, I want a CT scan to check for a concussion. Well, the truth is a concussion is a, you know, physical exam diagnosis by someone who's been trained to evaluate concussion. And in most cases for minor concussions, you don't need a CT scan unless it was severe trauma, like a high speed car accident, or if you fell from a significant height or something like that. Um, another common test that's done are prostate biopsies. And prostate biopsies, we've shown, sometimes do more harm than good. And in older patients or people with minor elevations in their PSAs, it's really been shown not to be necessary. And lastly, bone density tests for low-risk women. A lot of women will ask, you know, do I need to get a bone density scan to see if I have osteoporosis? And what we found is in people that are low-risk for osteoporosis, these tests really aren't necessary. You know what that sound means? It's time for the Access Health Radio Tip of the Week. So the tip this week is that, you know, whenever you are recommended to have any type of a diagnostic test or procedure, you should always ask why. Uh, it's important that you as a patient should know why you're having that test done. And this might not seem obvious, but many patients will assume that the test is absolutely necessary. And I sort of have a general rule, and I think a lot of other physicians sort of go with this idea, that if the results of a test are not going to change how you're treated, and it's not going to affect you or your physician's decision-making, then it's probably an unnecessary test. Makes a lot of sense there. If a test is not going to provide any information that you or your physician are likely to act on, then 
there's really no point. Now coming up, what are some tests and procedures that can actually be harmful if not needed? Well, Dr. Forst will be discussing those. Also, we'll have the Access Health Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio here on News Radio 680 WPTF. So glad to have you along. I'm Brennan Dixon along with Dr. Brian Force, the president and founder of Access Healthcare. We've been talking about different medical procedures that might not be necessary. So Dr. Forst, what are some medical procedures that people should think twice about due to potentially bad side effects or bad outcomes? Well, Brandon, I've actually seen examples of where patients that were basically healthy died due to having procedures they did not need. I've seen patients have strokes, heart attacks, uh, permanent incontinence, and even kidney damage from medical procedures that, in my opinion, should have never been done. Um, let me give you an example. So uh, cardiac catheterization. Um, I've seen examples where a patient who went into the emergency room for dehydration um, and was actually about to leave the hospital um, was put through a cardiac catheterization, you know, quote unquote, just to be sure nothing was wrong with their heart, even though all of the heart tests had come back negative. Unfortunately, I think she suffered from uh, too good of insurance syndrome. And uh, she actually went and had a catheterization. And while she was on the catheterization table, she felt chest pain, which she had not had before that. And it turns out that during the catheterization, a little piece of plaque broke off from one of her arteries, went and blocked several arteries in her heart and actually caused a heart attack. And when I saw that patient later and asked her if she knew why she'd gone into the hospital, she said, well, because I was dehydrated. I mean, because I had a heart attack. And I said, no, ma'am, you went into the hospital because you were dehydrated and you had a heart attack as a result of an unnecessary procedure. So you do have to be careful with that. Also, prostate biopsies. Prostate biopsies are not good procedures. They are painful. They can have significant side effects, and they really only should be done in, in patients where there's really a lot of suspicion of a possible prostate uh, cancer. Um, and then contrast CT scans. Uh, this is another example where um, I've seen people, even family members, where every single time they cross the threshold of a hospital uh, door, uh, they got both a contrast CT scan and a plain CT scan. Uh, and I've seen that cause uh, significant kidney damage. There was even one case where I was talking with the ER physician, uh, and we both agreed the patient didn't need a CT scan. And we looked up and noticed the bed was gone and the patient had, had disappeared. And when we asked where the patient was, they had rolled them down to the CT scanner. So uh, you do have to be careful about just getting tests but just because. You want to have a good reason to, to obtain them. What can patients do to make the right decisions about which tests they should get? So healthcare in the modern era is supposed to be what we call evidence-based. And this means that for any given treatment and test, that studies have been done and conducted that prove when these tests are useful and when they are not. So asking your physician if there's good evidence for a given test or procedure to be done in your case makes a lot of sense. And you really shouldn't be afraid to ask them that question. And if your physician cannot answer that there is good evidence to support it in your case, then you really need to consider whether you want to go through with that test or not, or whether you want to get a second opinion. Well, as patients, sometimes we don't know if we really need a test or not. So when should we get a second opinion? Well, anytime the person recommending the test owns the equipment or facility that performs the test, then often you need to get a second opinion. Uh, this does not apply to common blood work and routine primary care, 
but it does for things like CT scanners. So if you're seeing a physician who has a CT scanner and thinks you need one, uh, you really have to think about the possible conflict of interest there. You know, I know physicians' offices uh, where they have MRIs built into their practice, and those MRIs might get used more because the physician owns that MRI machine. Uh, this goes for ultrasounds, uh, sleep labs, things like that. If the person recommending that you go to a sleep lab owns a sleep lab, then you might want a second opinion. Uh, secondly, if the test is high risk and you have a reasonable amount of time to safely wait, then you know use that time. Potentially uh, find out, try to get a little bit more information, try to ask questions. Um, about it. And if you're not satisfied with the answer to those questions and you do have a reasonable amount of time to safely wait, then you might want to consider a second opinion. And, you know, also, you know, if whether you have insurance or not, you know, deductibles these days are really high. So if your out-of-pocket cost is going to put you in real financial peril, uh, then you really want to make sure it's an absolutely necessary uh, test or procedure and that, that it's going to be something you need. And if you don't have any symptoms at all and the test is not commonly done in just a routine doctor's visit, then you also want to, to consider having a second opinion. You know, if somebody recommends to you to do a test that's, you know, not the usual type of testing and you're not having any symptoms, then you might want to consider a second opinion. Coming up here on Access Health Radio on News Radio 680 WPTF, test you might not need. We'll go over and summarize once again those key details. Plus, we'll have Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Brendan Dixon, along with Dr. Brian Force, the president and founder of Access Healthcare. We've been talking about tests that you may not need. Dr. Force, what about tests to screen for cancer? Which ones of those are really useful? There's really a couple tests that are very useful, and one example would be cervical cancer screening for women between ages 21 to 65. Of course, outside of that age range, if you're over 65 or you're under 21, we've really found little evidence that this is beneficial for preventing cervical cancer. Another test that people need to get is a colonoscopy. And for people between the ages of 50 to 75, doing this screening test, you know, every 10 years is very good at picking up colon cancer early. However, if you're younger than 49 or if you're older than 75, we found that it's not really beneficial if you're too young or older than 75 to have that test done anymore. And then, of course, people know that mammograms are useful. Now, there's some controversy about when it should be done, but it definitely is, should be done in people ages 50 to 74, possibly for women age 40 to 49. But there's less evidence that doing mammograms, you know, after age 75 or in women younger than 39 is beneficial just as a screening tool without any symptoms. Now, let me talk about real quickly some of the cancer screenings you don't need because a lot of patients, you know, they don't want to get cancer. Obviously, no one does. But there's a lot of tests out there that people do that really aren't recommended. And one of those would be tests for bladder cancer. You really don't need to screen for bladder cancer. Another one of those would be lung cancer. And what's involved in that would be like a low-dose CT scan. And really doing that for all ages is, has not been shown to be good evidence. For certain high-risk people, you know, that have smoked for years and that are over a certain 
age, it may be beneficial, but not for most people. For skin cancer, screening for skin cancer, it turns out really there's not a lot of evidence to it. On the other hand, it's not a risky procedure. So, you know, having your skin looked at, that doesn't hurt anything. And so generally you want to avoid any test that can potentially be harmful. And just looking at your skin's no problem, although screening and looking all over your body at every visit has not been shown to be beneficial. Prostate cancer, you know, the PSA test has been quite controversial. It turns out that having that information can be beneficial, but the problem is many physicians have overused the test, and every time they got a slightly abnormal PSA, they've sent patients for prostate biopsies, and this can actually be harmful. So if you do get a PSA, you need to use that information judiciously. It's not an expensive test, and it can be done with routine blood work. Ovarian cancer, again, for most people, it's not recommended. You can have a, an ultrasound done or a CA-125 test. But again, this is not recommended for people if they don't have a family history of ovarian, breast, or colon cancer. And another one is pancreatic cancer. I have lots of patients that are concerned about getting pancreatic cancer and want to know what they can do to screen for it. And really, you can't do a whole lot to catch pancreatic cancer unless your timing just happens to be, you know, sort of fortunate. There are some genetic tests that can be done, but it's not recommended for most people. And imaging tests should really only be done with symptoms. And you're not going to pick up pancreatic cancer a lot of times if there are no symptoms uh, with screening. So those are the tests that I would really avoid. They're not evidence-based. And some of those, you know, particularly if you're getting CT scans and things that have radiation involved, those can actually be harmful. That sound means it's time for the Access Health Radio Trivia of the Week. So many people don't know that there's actually a report card for tests. And most tests and procedures have been researched and studied extensively to see if their benefits outweigh harms. And if a test has not been given an A grade or a B grade, you really need to think about that. So researchers and physicians rate the evidence for the benefits with a letter grade from A down all the way to, you know, F. And generally, if in your situation the procedure gets an A or a B, then that's certainly reasonable. However, if the evidence for doing the test or procedure in your specific case is a C or lower, you really should consider strongly if you want to have it performed. So who knew, you know, that tests had letter grades? It's important to ask your physician what's the letter grade of the test or procedure they're recommending for you. So, Dr. Force, let's recap. What are some of the keys to remember from today's show? Well, first, get a second opinion on getting tests or procedures, especially if the person recommending that procedure has a large financial stake in that test or procedure. Second, ask if the research evidence shows the test or procedure to be beneficial. Again, what grade is the evidence for this test? And this is not something that's going to offend your physician to ask. You really should be an informed health consumer and be willing to ask those questions. Most invasive testing or testing that exposes you to excess radiation is not needed in any people that do not have significant symptoms. And then lastly, remember that testing may actually harm your health. Radiation exposure, risk of stroke, heart attack, kidney damage, and even death are possible as we've discussed with some testing. All right, and we'll turn it back over to Dr. Forrest with today's wrap-up. So, Brandon, this concludes our show for this week, and hopefully you will be able to use this information to be a more informed healthcare consumer. Our scripture today is Corinthians 1, 6, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Radio Show this week, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.
Join us next week as Dr. Force will be discussing herbal supplements and their safety or dangers.